Vegas UFC 249 and Madden Mayhem edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. The UFC is back this Thursday night with a $49 free play at MyBookie. Even better, use the promo code SGP and get up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by Madden Mayhem, our Madden simulation tournament, where we're giving away $10,000 in MyBookie credits to the winners with the best brackets. Plus you can bet on all the games, including live in-game wagering, get all the info at sports gambling podcast.com slash Madden sports gambling podcast.com slash Madden. Finally, we're also brought to you by ACE per head. Ace is the leader in pay per head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. You're listening to the Sports Gambling Podcast exclusively on SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking that money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. Sup homie. Uh, Nothing, man. Sorry. I uh, I didn't see you taking a sip there. I would have, I would have gone longer. No, uh, you know, normally, normally you you fill that little uh, that little area there with some some riffing, some talking. You try, you just threw the sup on me, and that's that's all I had. I'm pulling a uh, I'm pulling a Michael Jordan here with just the the glass of whiskey sitting right next to me. Uh, you know what it is? It's it's Tuesday, Sean. And you know what Tuesday is? Thirsty Tuesday. Tuesday is the longest. It's it's the point in the week where I'm furthest away from Madden Mayhem on both sides. <laughs> All right, so I'm Jonesing. It's been two full days since I've seen a game, and it's two full days till I'll see another game, Sean. But I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Madden Mayhem. Give out our picks here for week two, and then return to the program. Rich Slayton giving you all the information you need for UFC 249. Of course, uh, yeah. I mean, we we go through all the picks there. Kramer, were you able to pull up the uh, UFC music? Well, you know, I, I went to go hit one that I thought it was the the UFC music. It is not. It's, it's it wasn't. It's it's got to be in front of my face somewhere. There's only so many things on this soundboard, and yet it's so hard to find. No, it's it, you need to you need to reload, add it in oh, from no. the uh, playlist. Yeah. Oh well, I, uh, Jesus Christ! I'm, I'm <laughs> certainly not prepared then. All right. Well, you can try and figure that out. And while you while you do, Kramer, just everyone remember, we're brought to you by MyBookie.ag, and they're doing a forty nine dollar free bet on uh, UFC two forty nine. It's pretty easy. You just make a forty nine dollar wager on Donald Cerrone versus Anthony Pettis, and if you win, hey, you win. If you lose. Your $49 will be refunded as a credit. But again, go over to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code SGP. Get up to $1,000 in bonus bets. 
and it's the exclusive home to Madden Mayhem, all the Madden Mayhem spreads, all the UFC spreads we're going to be giving out later with Rich, all courtesy of our good pals over at mybookie.ag. Kramer, before we get into Madden Mayhem, of course, uh, Last Dance, been watching it, been loving it. Uh, Michael Jordan versus the world is just awesome. I love, I love how petty he is. I love how he's just, it, 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 it's like he wants to kill everyone. No survivors. That's, that's what's really makes him so fun to watch as a competitor. And then it, the gambling stuff comes in finally in episode six. And it's hilarious. Just seeing him throw quarters to like, see who gets the quarter closest to the wall with this albino security guard. I don't know what's going on with him. Wait, Super light. That wasn't a white guy with a Jerry curl. Maybe it was, maybe it was just a white guy with a Jerry, Jerry curl albino vibes to me. There was something going on with that dude, but uh, yeah. And it was great when they, Ahmad Rashad finally got him for the sit down and they're asking Jordan, like, do you have a, do you have a gambling problem? He's like, nah, man, about a gambling problem. My wife would be starving. My kids would be starving. He's like, I don't have a gambling problem. I have a competitiveness problem, which I want to get that on a t-shirt. Uh, and next time my wife asks if I have a gambling problem, <laughs> quick side note, went on a heater over at the, my blackjack table, red hot. Uh, so I just, I'm going to use that as my next excuse. Sean, uh, you, you you called it out because when they were tossing quarters, it made me it it reminded me of a, a, an all time. If they were making a documentary about Ryan Real Money Kramer, there <laughs> certainly would be a chapter about a certain uh, high school soccer trip out to the great state of Oregon uh, to play some of the best teams on the West Coast. Well, you got a bunch of dudes who are all very much into gambling and playing cards. Uh, and, and some rich kids on the teams. I remember we we fleeced one of the rich kids for like five hundred bucks. Had to go to his parents to ask us for the money. Uh, <laughs> it, it, for some reason, that story of watching Michael Jordan just be like, "Yo, my one versus your four. I'm like, "Oh my god, dude, he's got it. He is. He's Jones-ing. got that. He's got that gene so hard. And 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 and, and, and frankly, when he, like, I love that he wanted to go on record, but. It's crazy to me that no one, Ahmad Rashad, no one said, "Hey, dude, you look like a cokehead right now." Take <laughs> he, like I should have brought a prop for the for the show. I forgot we were doing uh, we were doing video, Sean. But he's like, you know, you know, no, I got a problem. I ain't got a problem. I'm here, aren't I? Everyone's healthy. What's wrong? Come on, like it's just like, like Jesus, man. Like fucking relax. He did have a uh, Ashy Larry vibes from like the world. <laughs> From the World Series of Dice, where he's like, "Come on, man! Just I just need one more hand of blackjack." Oh, dude, it was so great. He was just—he's like, "No, fuck everyone." Yeah. So what? I paid this uh, slim guy fifty-seven thousand dollars, dude, and that was so great. When the the courtroom sketch of Slim, his uh, trial, they they decide to add his golf clubs into the courtroom sketch. Oh man, and he he must be just so. I think he's like, he must be decent enough at golf that he <laughs> thinks he can win all this money. But, oh man, there, you got You, you got to give it up for Jordan. And and there's elements of this where I'm like, wow, like I'm immediately like, yeah, man, I've been saying LeBron's better than Jordan. That's very hot takey. I'm totally wrong. And then I'm like, wait a second. Jordan is like a mastermind sociopath here. That's what I'm dealing with. 
when they have a story of him doing X and they come back and he's like, ah, I just went down to AC with my family. No big deal. I'm like, I believe the man. I believe that he just <laughs> wanted to get out of the city. But in reality, I'm also that guy that knows he was looking to go play some hundred dollar, let it ride because he was down 20 K. You know what I mean? Like that dude is yeah. a junkie and, and, and he, he's a junkie of the best kind. He's he's a junkie with the bottomless pit of money. So and, and, <laughs> well, uh, and the know, willingness to be like, you know what? Little squirmy bitch. I'm not paying you. Good luck collecting <laughs> for those who've never been. You don't just casually go to Atlantic city. Like you, it's a, it's an event. It's a choice you make. You're not just like, ah, I'll go down to Atlantic city. It's like, no, you go there for a mission. And the only mission is gambling. It's not like Vegas where, oh, you go for the ambiance and the shows and the dinners. It's like, no, you go just for degenerate level activities. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure, I'm sure our boy, uh, Michael Jordan would be getting in. If he's, if he's not throwing quarters against the wall, you know, he'd be getting into some of this Madden mayhem Kramer it's just straight domination. Jordan would be proud. I'm six and two against the spread betting you heads up and even better. You threw in like a, you started chasing and uh, I got, I got a second half in that uh, crazy Vikings game where they almost uh, it was like Vikings bears, right? Where I bet the team total late and the two point conversion almost to end the game gets them to 25, but then the bears and Trubisky drive down and kick a game winning field goal. So uh, I don't know. We have to well, look at the simulation. I, if I was going to say, it's making Sean, let's just recap. Let's go do a quick rapid fire recap. Sure. Roll. All right. I'll, I'll blow through these chiefs. 41 31 uh, the spread uh, against the chargers chargers were catching 10 and a half. That was a crazy ending because the chiefs, they couldn't let the clock run out. Instead, they kick a 61 yard field goal, which is insane. You were on the wrong side of this one. Uh, so, but that's all right. It's all right. But Herbert, Herbert played well. And if you're looking ahead that the chiefs defense is a real issue. I mean, Herbert played well in defeat. He, uh, he, he slung it uh, three. I remember uh, Colby Dan, not happy with the start slung it four touchdowns, 370 yards. But in the end, he just, it wasn't enough because he was going against Patrick Mahomes, who, oh by the way, threw for 385 yards. <laughs> uh, Vegas, the Vegas Raiders, 34, Broncos, 30. Now this line uh, that we actually ended betting, uh, it closed at one and a half. We picked it on the podcast at four and a half. It's graded as a win for me because uh, I don't know because I got your fifty dollars, but. Um, interesting game, Broncos Raiders back and forth, close game, AFC West battle. I, I don't think the Raiders have a shot against the Chiefs, but we'll get to that. Kramer, what was your take? Uh, you know, the Raiders, there's something going on there. Nelson Aguilar, a fresh start out there in yeah, Oakland. He looked he, decent. He absolutely, I mean, if you want to talk about, and it, by the way, I'm gonna tout my own work, Sean, because I, I I put in the effort. You should go check it out. I've been having fun with them. But uh, you know, you, you look at the stat sheet. And you'd be very surprised to see Nelson Aguilar sitting there with an eight for one ten and a touchdown <laughs> line. Um, I, I mean, look, a lot of receivers have have peaked the hundred yard mark, fourteen in fact. But I would say Nelson Aguilar did it in a quiet sense. And and you know, sure, the Chiefs are going to be the favorite, but uh, I'm very much looking forward to this matchup uh, next. Sorry, not this Thursday, but the following Thursday, May fourteenth. 
because I do think this Raiders team is sneaky. I think they have the ability to run the rock, and I think we saw that Kansas City's going to struggle there. Sorry, we're not. This is not rapid fire. No, New Orleans thirty-one, Panthers eight. I had the Saints; they rolled. And to me, they're one of the teams uh, I would mark as as a real, real tough out in this tourney moving forward. I mean, in the end, it was Christian McCaffrey versus a whole team of people, and uh, that <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater just kept checking down. For, that, this was probably the only game that wasn't that fun to watch. Falcons twenty-seven against the new luck uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Who, uh, I mean, they had a ton of offensive weapons, couldn't get it done. Matt Ryan, I mean, Julio Jones. Like once he figured out to just keep throwing it to Julio Jones, they dominated. But uh, yeah, Tampa was in the game, but just couldn't pull it out. Twenty-seven, twenty-four. Falcons move on. I'm happy they. I, I'm in a way, I'm happy the Bucks are gone. I, I love this narrative that the page <laughs> the Patriots are gone, the Bucks are gone. Uh, but you know, th- this, uh, this Friday night in general, two games that we saw go under the only two unders we saw all weekend and yeah, overs uh, again, been strong. Gotta wonder if it was because of the flashback Friday throwback unis, they were playing more of a, a, a throwback brand of CPU football, Sean. <laughs> That's probably what happened there, but yeah, they, it was weird. They just insisted on uh, on sticking sticking to the running game, even though they had Evans, Godwin, and, and Gronk. Uh, speaking of the Patriots, they lost sixteen to thirty eight. Dolphins won. They were four point dogs in New England. Won outright. Uh, two had a pretty solid game there. Got didn't start off great, but really really had a good second half. And uh, New England's offense, Brian Hoyer just couldn't get it going. Yeah, I mean, to a twenty-eight. I mean, again, when we when we watched this game, remember the Patriots up three nothing. It's like, all right, well, well Tua's not doing much. This Patriots defense always shuts people down in Sims, and then Tua just absolutely caught fire. Twenty-eight of thirty-six, three hundred fifty-eight yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Absolutely stellar debut. Uh, not much to talk about. Patriots just no offense, and, and I, I will say this: another shocking stat from the first weekend of Madden Mayhem, Sean. Sixty-seven percent of teams with a one hundred yard rusher won their game. Mm. Am I being crafty with numbers or am I giving you a trend to look for? <laughs> Matt Breida, 144 yards. Quite impressive. Correlation or causation. Uh welcome to UAB, friend of the program. He had a he had a great stat as well. That's sixty-seven percent of the teams who uh win the kickoff. Uh, receive first, end up winning their games. Oh, so n- another uh, and and of course you can hop in on that live wager and chase that trend at mybookie.ag. Bills at home, they won forty-five to thirty. This was almost another loss for you, Kramer, because I had the Jets. The Jets were up thirty to twenty-eight on their own. I think fifteen. Sam Darnold just needs to get a couple first downs, run the clock out, uh, and and they were catching six and a half. No, he fumbles. Uh, Bills pick it up, almost take it to the house, get a quick touchdown, then another touchdown. It, it just kind of fell apart there at the uh, end for the Jets. It, it was a moment, and it's the absolute moment. And the reason I took the Bills to be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl was because Josh Allen is the ultimate Kramer FML quarterback, and <laughs> and he he got me back. It was an exciting battle. He had just a stellar day. Five touchdowns through the air. Not a ton of yardage, but who gives a shit? Ran for like almost eighty yards. Uh, this dude is electric. This was this the game of the weekend? 
Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I, I don't know. I mean, you you maybe give it to that Bears Vikings game too. That was that was pretty exciting. The end, and I, I I'd say that Falcons Bucks twenty seven twenty four, and it was just so interesting to see Brady in a different color jersey and and all those weapons in Atlanta being able to win outright. So there there was a number of good, pretty good games, but yeah, it's certainly up there. Packers. 31 17 to the lions uh, covered the eight and a half point spread. I had the Packers got off to a slow start there. Detroit had a defensive touchdown, but eventually Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams, just too much there for the lions. Yeah. I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the lions were up 14 to three in this yeah. game. Uh, they ended up giving up what 31 17 is the final. Um, not much to talk about. I was a little disappointed. The lions had opportunities, I think to exploit matchups and they didn't. And at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers, De- Devonte Adams, Al- Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard are just going to be really, really hard to stop. I mean, the running, and, game, and uh, the running game didn't even contribute. Yeah. And their defense really, their defense is kind of quietly solid. I thought like, uh, I don't know. I mean, Detroit only had one offensive touchdown and they're their offense certainly isn't amazing, but um, yeah, I think green Bay's kind of green Bay, new Orleans, two best teams. I, th- I think so far Chicago last game, 28, 25 winning outright in Minnesota. And, and we kind of hit on uh, the crazy finish there where Minnesota was down. Didn't really have a chance, drove down captain Kirk, got the touchdown and the two point to tie it up at 25. But Oh no, look out. Mitch Vick, AKA the truth, Mitchell Trubisky uh, drove down and, and they got a, a game winning field goal, got the win, moved on. I, I don't think this bears team is going to be around for a while. Yeah. It, mm, here's the thing. They play defense and they have a quarterback that, that can run around a little bit and they have weapons around him. I actually think this is going to, this is going to be a strangely intriguing matchup. Uh, I don't know if I mm. would choose to be on the pack or the bears, but uh, interesting to see the late game seem to be the more electric matchup every night of the first weekend. Of course, Sean, we have another eight games left in the first round. Oh, we're going yeah, to be previewing them in a couple minutes before we do real quick by the numbers, Sean, I wanted to recap how we are so far odd, even Sean, right down the middle. We are not seeing any <laughs> sort of D gen madness. Style I still think odd is sharp skew. Uh, the one overs that's still going on. Uh, essentially, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, all the games went over. Friday, the games went under. It's six and two. Uh, dogs against the spread, four and four. Dogs straight up, three and five. Like things are very down the middle. Home teams are five and three against the spread. Things are right down the middle. Sean, I even gave out a winning teaser. Things are all sorts of scrambled <laughs> in the, the universe. Only thing- that's the only thing you got right there, huh? <laughs> I also wanted to take a look because we had been talking all all uh, weekend long about how it seemed like the scoring patterns skewed to the second and fourth, much like in real yeah. life. Uh, so I wanted to see how bad was that skew, Sean. You wouldn't believe it. The first quarter, on average, averaging all the teams. Teams are averaging only 4.1 points in the first quarter, as compared to 9.6 in the second and 9.3 in the fourth. So yeah, we'll we'll see if my bookie adjusts it. But that first half or first quarter under, uh, under I think they've been setting a lot of those first quarter unders at minus nine and a half. I mean that seems pretty solid. 
Yeah, I mean, even you you blended over sixteen teams, and you're looking at eight point two total points, uh, and that skews even lower for the home teams, down to three point one points uh, huh. in the first quarter. So, you know, the data kind of backs up. We're going to see more scoring in the second and fourth. Uh, we're going to see slightly more scoring in the second half, about a point on average, uh, and we're also going we're going to see the home team scoring more than the, the away team so far get granted small sample size, Sean, but we are seeing about four and a half points of difference here and the average points 57. Uh, so they're going to have to start juicing these totals up a little bit, I think, or we're just seeing some edge case games, Sean. Yes. Let's take a look over at the we're, we're literally like we're 46 hours as we record right now, maybe 44 hours away from starting. I can't wait opening game, Sean. And you wouldn't believe it. All of these games already up yeah, and available that's awesome. over at my bookie.ag as well. Sean, the futures you want to oh, get man. involved. I, I I don't know if you some of the I mean we Brady and the Bucks were a favorite almost at eight to one they are out uh, we are seeing prices adjust all over the place now uh, with Brady and the Bucks I know a lot of people had at Tampa Bay winning maybe even make a little bit of noise there in their brackets of course you can check out the leaderboard I think we still have like eight perfect brackets but sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash Madden that's where you can check your bracket. Check out the leaderboard, but yeah, it's still early to start to really see where people are at. But uh, a couple of people off to a great start for sure. And the let's get to these games, Sean. And by the way, last thing about the brackets: there will be, we've been told, there will be an additional bracket contest when we get down to sixteen teams, Sean. And I'm also, we are in top secret discussions to potentially offer some squares pools for mm. the games. I don't Hell know. Yeah. Stay, stay tuned. Thursday night, May 7th, 8 p.m. on the East Coast, 5 p.m. on the West Coast. The Indianapolis CPU Colts head to Tennessee to take on the Matt Vrabel led Tennessee Titans. I'm wondering if the simulation version of himself will also <laughs> cut off his dick to win <laughs> Madden Mayhem. But the Titans are minus two and a half, minus 145 on the money line. Colts plus 105, 46 and a half. Is the total, Sean? Talk to me. Well, do you want do you want first dibs? I feel like I need to give you every advantage you have because I'm up big on you, Kramer. I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to put you in the locker there with Robert Mays. That, what, you what know you, what? That's fair. That's true snake <laughs> draft style. And yeah. What do you want? You you want first dibs? I, I, give me the Colts, baby. I'm a, I'm it. all in. This I team is it. loaded. This team's loaded. I love Philip and. Uh, <laughs> You know, we all know that tightened up is a is a bitch thing. I mean, uh, come on. I mean, I feel great that you selected the <laughs> overrated Indianapolis Colts. Uh, sure, sure, they got DeForest Buckner and and Frank Reich, uh, CPU Frank Reich. But I think CPU Philip Rivers he might turn the ball over. And this is in Tennessee. This is in Nashville. It, Kramer, you yourself pointed out the stat that. Uh, you know, highlighting how people with hundred yard rushers, how how good they've been uh, winning Fuck, these games, and I, I think I, I think CPU Derrick Henry, they're not gonna. There's no way to factor in how many carries he had last season into the CPU 
They're not going to give him a low rating. They're going to give him an awesome rating because he's awesome. He's going to run all over this indie team. Give me Tennessee minus two and a half all day. One last nugget to add: the only quarterbacks that won their games while throwing for less than three hundred and fifty-eight yards were Mitchell Trubisky and Josh Allen, and both of those guys <laughs> ran for for north of fifty yards. Is Tannehill capable of going for 350? I think that's what you have to ask yourself, and that's what I'm really leaning into on this handicap. Sean, the night game, yes. the Houston Texans, where we won't see DeAndre Hopkins because he was no. inexplicably traded for nothing, uh, <laughs> and a great contract with David Johnson. The CPU Texans are hosting the CPU Jaguars, where the Texans, led by Deshaun Watson, are minus seven, minus four hundred on the money line. Jags plus two twenty-five, forty-three and a half is the total. You're up, Sean. It's your pick. Uh, what do I do here? I, I it's really hard to back this Texans team without DeAndre Hopkins. However, I'm going to take Houston minus seven. I, I don't think I don't think the sim. Uh, you know, the Sims give Minshew the respect. Maybe he deserves you talk about how awesome mobile quarterbacks are in Madden. I'll take a mobile quarterback into Sean Watson. He's the best quarterback uh, by far. That's going to be in this game and the Jaguars. You could make a case for them because they, I think they had a pretty good draft brought in some good defensive talent, but they've lost so many, uh, you know, Clayus Campbell, uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Yannick Ngakwe is on the team. Unless he gets traded between now and then, but uh, I'll go. I'll go Houston minus seven. I feel good about the Texans at home, and and I think David Johnson he might still be okay in Madden. We'll see. And that's the that's the trick. I, I think he's going to add something to that backfield and make them even more dynamic. Hard to see an angle as to why you'd want to get involved with the Jaguars here, but I, it does. I hate, I hate, I mean, I, it was obvious, right? You're, no one is going to take the Jags here, but me, you know, who knows crazy. Maybe, you'll, maybe you'll get that closing number closer to eight, eight and a half, nine. Once people start pounding the Texans. Well, and I mean, again, the, we, we haven't seen too many teams have a pass rush affect the game. Texans have a just dreadful offensive line. So that could be a game where we, we see a, a Jags team get after the quarterback. And maybe that's the difference moving over to Friday. It's all about the NFC West. And to open the night, we have the Los Angeles Rams coming back from their team retreat on Jared Goff sucks <laughs> Island. And they head up to Seattle to take on Russ and the Seahawks minus four for the Seahawks minus one ninety five. Rams plus one forty forty seven and a half is the total. Yes, please. Give me, give me the love muscle. Russ, yeah. Russ is a guy as a sim god. I think he's a he, he's not quite Mahomes, which is kind of silly, but I think he's like a ninety-seven. I know they have a shitty offensive line, but god damn it, he, there's no way that Jared Goff is going to beat this Seahawks team. I, I'm going Seahawks here, laying the four. I think the crowd the crowd gets hyphy, and uh, they, they show everyone that they're the twelfth man, the virtual twelfth well, man. And I, I see the case for Seattle. Given first choice, maybe I go Seattle, but it's not a cop out. I'll back this Rams team. We saw this though. This Rams team, even though, even like last year when they were outmatched, they went up there and they played a super tight, good game. For whatever reason, the, these games are always super close between uh, Seattle 
and uh, St. Louis, even when, even when, you know, or sorry, Seattle and St. Louis. Cause I was, I was thinking all the way back to when there were Jeff Fisher and the St. Louis Rams, this Ram Seattle game, even when they had just Jeff Fisher and it was golf's rookie year, they always play each other super tight. I think this is going to be a field goal game. And I think the spread will matter Ooh. and I'll happily take the Rams plus four. All right, Sean, the nightcap 7 PM on the West coast, 10 PM on the East coast. The San Francisco 49ers are hosting the Arizona Cardinals Niners minus 10 and a half minus 600 on the money line. Cardinals plus three twenty five fifty and a half is the total both teams on paper improve themselves a lot, which means they are going to be, I think pretty decent squads in the game. We saw Arizona keep it close in real life twice with really that being the kryptonite of the 49ers defense, the mobile quarterback, Sean, you have the choice. Are you taking the points? Yes, please. This is a little uh, exercise in game theory, Ryan. Fuck. I act. I acted like a gentleman by giving you the first pick, knowing it would set me up for this second game in the NFC West bracket where I could steal the Arizona Cardinals who are catching 10 and a half. Are you kidding me? Kyler Murray, Deandre Hopkins. This is what like the Madden simulation just loves these kind of players. And again, you nailed it. They, Arizona kind of hangs with this team. Otherwise um, here's I, what, I love it. Cliff Kingsbury riding all that uh, sweet tail. He's going to get from his showing off his mansion in the virtual uh, NFL draft. It Arizona could be a live dog and I love them at 10 and a half. And even the Isaiah Simmons pick, right? Like people are saying, Oh, yeah. what positions he going to finally, play? they can cover a tight end, which would be huge when you go against Kittle. But also he, he might be better in the game than he's in real life right now because he was such a high pick. I would also add, here's what I would say. I think the Niners rushing attack is extremely strong. And I think the Cardinals ability to stop the run is extremely weak. So there's, there's ver I don't, this might be a game where I look to take Niners team total over because I, I think even if the Cardinals keep it close, there will be a lot of points scored. I think this is a game that goes well into the fifties. So maybe even just the game over Sean NFC yes. East Saturday night overlapping with UFC. This is going to be what a night this is going to be. Now you two screen experience. I got to figure out mayhem. Your UFC two forty nine. I got to figure out how we're going to hook this up. I, we might have to change our sitting arrangement so we can look at the big TV wall. Sean, we we have the Redskins headed Joe Theismann's Redskins. By the way, check that out. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Uh, scroll Great down a little with- bit. You'll see that we interviewed Joe Theismann. Uh, we even talked to him about calling virtual uh, Madden <laughs> games and uh, being uncensored. Great. Eagles are hosting the Redskins. Eagles are minus seven and a half, minus four fifty on the money line. Redskins plus two fifty. Forty six and a half is the total. Let's go, baby. Let's Sean, Sean go. do I have first pick here? No. I'm going to take the Eagles and you're going to take the Giants in the next game. I, I, I hold on. I, I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. Nope. Because no I, I, Jalen Hurts may be starting and we like the mobile court. No, I'm just kidding. No. Of course I'm not it. taking the Eagles. Give me the Redskins. Oh, they're pretty bad. This this could be this could be taking candy from a baby. Well, here's here's a, I, I think if you're a Redskins uh sim backer, you're hanging your hat on the idea that Chase Young, they give him a good rating, he gets some pressure against the Eagles. But 
again, they have a healthy Deshaun Jackson. You saw what he did in that opening game of last year. Then you throw in Jalen Rager, who Ryan, you remember that game? You were giving me a haircut. We were watching the Madden sim. He got a touchdown. He could get involved. And again, Alshon Jeffrey probably won't be with the Eagles come 2020, but he is a hashtag sim God in Madden matchup nightmare. I think they're able to move the uh, the ball pretty easily, and they've gotten a lot better at cornerback Darius Slay. I, I think they could get some pressure because uh, they didn't have it all last year, but they have a healthy Malik Jackson. Jackson. They brought in Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. That rotation at defensive tackle is uh, is pretty strong. Redskins don't have Trent Williams. Uh, I'll take it at any number, but yeah, give me the Eagles minus seven and a half. This is a tough spot. This is an absolutely tough spot, but. Anything can happen in the NFC, Sean. And for the nightcap, my New York Giants, they head to Dallas to take on. Unfortunately, it's going to be Dakota in the starting spot, even though Andy Dalton's there. And they're He's not, still in the virtual holdout, though. And they're not scared to go into the season with Andy Dalton. When I saw that come across the ticker on ESPN, I about. I about jumped out of my seat, Sean, because I would love to see the Dallas Cowboys start the season with Andy Dalton. <laughs> Gi- Giants catching 11 and a half feels a lot like a, a Super Bowl that was played a, a little bit over a decade ago. <laughs> Plus 350 Going on the money that line. Well, Minus 700 for the Cowboys. 48 and a half is the total. Um this is disrespectful. I know the Giants aren't that aren't that good. But 11 and a half. It's a great points. way to start a pick. 11 and a half points. I've watched a number of uh, simulations between NFC East teams. And here's what I'll say uh, I've seen, I, I've never seen the Redskins beat the Eagles. I've not seen that yet. I've seen the Giants, and, and I've never seen the Giants beat the Eagles either, for the record. But Very I've seen realistic. The, I've seen the Giants and the Cowboys have split. In the num in the games I've and and we mm. I've forced the kids to watch it. It's a whole thing. Like they <laughs> can we watch the Giants? They'll be like, can we reset it? This Giants team sucks. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I say all of that to say there there's a, there's a lot of reality to the upset possibilities because the Giants the the off season adds to their back end and their linebacking core has created a situation where they can actually get an interception. They can actually turn you over. And while Dallas is loaded everywhere, the combination of Saquon Barkley being an absolute beast and Evan Ingram being like, like Daniel Jones will throw for three. Oh, like he will meet the criteria to throw for three fifty. I've seen him do it a couple times. I just w- will the defense do enough. And I think Dak makes a mistake because Dak has not been focused on football. Dak's been focused on his goddamn selfish ass holding out, not coming back for America's team on a night where we will fade ex Cowboys. We will fade guys named cowboy and we will fade the Cowboys. Very Sean. selfish act. He's, I, he, I, he's <laughs> breaking the quarantine rules and he's holding out. He doesn't care about anyone else. Ryan, you mentioned Saquon Barkley and force. I, I would, uh, I can't help but share with the audience 
when I checked our uh, Twitter DMs and you had been DMing the guy who does the Madden roster, making a case for why Saquon Barkley should be listed as the third down back in the Giants offense. It was a hilarious <laughs> exchange because the guy's like, you don't think uh, Deion Lewis is going to get involved? And you're like, no, I've watched a bunch of these Sims. Saquon's going to be in there in third down and he's getting wh- Deion Lewis is not running the ball 10 times to Saquon Barkley's 12 carries. It was great. I, I was simply giving him feedback to make his roster more realistic. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I like I, I like to be a, a man of honor, so I don't want to be changing anything about the roster. And apparently, I've caused all this hubbub over at my bookie, Sean, because they're now using the updated roster. Yeah, who doesn't want updated rosters? They're awesome. It's awesome. I, I even another competitor site, Sean, I see is doing a World Cup style uh, Madden simulation tournament. Sounds a lot like mm. something we're doing. They won't have awesome commentary, so fuck them. But no, they won't have they won't have awesome commentary, and really. World Cup style? Do you really you really want to be thinking about soccer? No, you want to be thinking about real American football, USA. And I'm a I'm a huge USA fan, and uh, America's team is not the Cowboys. America's team is winning bets, and I will. I'm not going to say I'm going to take the Cowboys, but I'm going to take the team opposite the Giants in this selection, Kramer. All right, good luck with that. I'm going to. Uh, so you're taking the Cowboys. Uh, I'm not going to say that, but I'm taking the team. That's not the giants in that matchup. Trying to isolate this and send it to your father (laughs) Sunday, the AFC North kicks off at 5 PM on the West coast, 8 PM on the East coast with the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Cleveland Browns. Sean, the Cleveland Browns are minus two and a half minus 145 on the money line. Plus one Oh five for the Steelers. 47 and a half is the total. You know, you asked me about this when you said, "Hey, is that number right?" Uh, that number, that number is absolutely right. Uh, I, I don't get it. Big Ben has owned them. Uh, I have first pick here. I'm a little worried to apply. Here's the thing. I'm trying to read Sean. I don't know if Sean's going to take the Bengals. I'm pretty sure the Bengals suck, and I'm pretty sure Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are awesome. And I'm pretty sure I want to be on that side. You want to trade here, Kramer? You want to trade? Yeah, I'll take I'll take a trade. Okay, because I don't I don't think I care here. I don't care what side of the uh, the revenge gate or whatever the malice and the palace game. Yeah, give me give me the Steelers as a home dog. Minka Fitzpatrick against Baker Mayfield. Yes, please. Big Ben coming off his injury. They're not gonna the the CPU doesn't know how to factor in rust or that crazy weird beard he's got going on or <laughs> all the all the bread he's eating in quarantine they they don't have a number <laughs> to figure that out the guy's just carb loading like he's uh, ready for a marathon uh, I love Pittsburgh as the home dog here give me them catching two and a half are you kidding me Browns road favorites didn't we we figured this out last year that's not a good formula uh well here's the problem this is a CPU simulation and I'm not sure that Madden has captured what it really means to suffer in Cleveland. And so I think the collection of these talented individuals that will surely shit the bed in real life might not shit the bed in the CPU land. I love it. I, I, I played the game, right? I was going to take Cleveland the whole time because I've watched <laughs> them dominate some of these Sims. And now I get to take my Baltimore Ravens. Cause I think this Bengals team might be really bad. And, and, and while 
Joe Burrow. It's going to be exciting to see him make his debut. He's going up against the MVP. And I think Lamar Jackson, I think we're going to see a couple. We haven't really seen a team that has a real life dominant rushing attack. Uh, the chargers did all right, uh, which matches real life. The dolphins, maybe that's what they're going to go for. But this weekend we're going to see San Francisco and Baltimore play against teams that might not be very good at stopping the run. And I think we're going to see what kind of menaces a team like that could be. So uh, even though we're laying 14 and a half uh, with the 7 PM on the West coast, 10 PM on the East coast coast matchup, the final matchup of the first round, the Baltimore Ravens laying 14 and a half against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals minus 1200 for the Ravens plus 500 for the Bengals. That seems like a lot for a sim 50 and a half is the total. Yeah. I'm, I'm going chalky here. I I think the Ravens roll similarly to how San Francisco is going to roll. Oh dude. Love it. Give me Joey B Joey Burrow, Joe exotic, the kid from LSU tiger nation rise up AJ green back on the team, <laughs> Zach Taylor. Joe Mixon. This is a team that can hang. This is a team we've seen these rookie quarterbacks look kind of competent. Uh, I think fourteen and a half is huge for a divisional game. So yeah, I'm I'm happy taking the Bengals here, Kramer. Wow. All right. Let's and, do it. Let's some, throw it. Somehow eight. we managed to flip flop where I'm taking we're taking all dogs or all favorites every night. Love it. Um all right, let's throw out a lock, a dog, and uh, do we do a tease? We should do a tease. What right? do you mean? I hit my tease last week, Sean. <laughs> All right. Happy birthday. I'll start things off. Uh, do I dare throw the lock on the Philadelphia Eagles? Do it, bro. Uh, yeah, fuck it. It's CPU world. Give me, give me the Eagles minus seven and a half, and then for my dog. There's a couple, there's a couple live dogs I got in the kennel. I'll, I'll make things interesting. Give me the Arizona Cardinals upset alert plus three twenty. Let's go <laughs> baby. And for my T's uh, I'll take Pittsburgh up to eight and a half. That's nice that's value just, there. That's just easy all day. Uh, I'll take Houston down to one again. Great value. And then uh yeah, I'll do Rams up to 10. Kramer? I'm going backwards. Uh for my T's, Houston minus one, Philly minus hey, one. Wait, you can't, you're taking my I'm, T's. I'm not taking your T's. <laughs> Houston minus one, Philly minus one and a half, and Indy up to eight and a half. Oh, that's a good one. Uh for my dog, give me oh wait, hold on. Where where's that uh Daniel Jones, <laughs> Saquon Barkley, and Evan Ingram walk down into Big D and all over the city of Dallas, plus 350. Former. Yes. Si side bet. Do you want to take a side bet for one unit over under Daniel Jones interceptions? What are you setting the number at? Well, I've, wa I mean, I've watched the Sims. I think I'll give you I'll give you even money at one over one and a half. You want over one and a half interceptions, yeah, or no turnovers, over one and a half turnovers for uh, Daniel Jones. I'll, I'll take one year. I'll do it at two. 
<laughs> come if, on. if you're going to make it turnovers, it has to be two. No, come on. It's a bad bet. Even for interceptions, dude, he throws think a of, lot. I'll, of them. I'll think about it. I'll, I'll get a desperate Kramer day of, <laughs> I know, I know how to play the market. Well, so let's, let's take a look back at that future. We'll, we'll save it for the broadcast. Oh, I haven't given out my lock yet. Oh, okay. Uh, and for my lock, give me the Seattle Seahawks. That that spreads too small. Yeah, CPU right. Russell Wilson is just going to dominate. But uh, what was I going to say, Sean? Let's take a quick minute to look at those futures, though, because I feel like we gave out some nice, some nice price teams last week. Some of those teams still have not played. One of the teams that has played, and I'm still noticing a price that just looks off. The Buffalo Bills are still thirty. <laughs> Sean, they're going to be favored against the Dolphins, and then they're down yeah. to eight teams. Yeah, thirty to I mean, one. That that is that is tremendous value. And again, Josh Allen is that kind of quarterback that can take advantage of it. I think we gave out Packers fifteen to one. They certainly look like they can cruise now ten to and, one. Yeah, so so definitely some value there. All right, before we head over to UFC two forty nine with Rich Slayton, want to give a shout out to Ace per head. Again, thinking about starting your own sportsbook. Sports are back, baby. You could be booking UFC action this weekend. All you got to do is go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Get up to six weeks free when you use our link there. Plus, Ace offers uh, live betting, an amazing mobile experience. They get you set up. Great customer support. Uh, you know, some of the best customer service around again, ACE is the pay per head provider you want to go with that. You want to use become a small business owner today. Shout out to the small business association aceperhead.com slash SGP for up to six weeks. That's aceperhead.com slash S G P joining us on the line, stand-up comedian, MMA expert, and esports broadcaster, rich Slayton. rich long time. No talk. How you doing, man? I'm doing phenomenal. Uh, I'm glad that someone is keeping degenerates involved, uh, in community at this time. If there's a time we really need to come together and, and throw our money at bad bets, this is the time to do it. And, uh, we can all do it together. Yeah. I mean, you're, (laughs) (laughs) it's first off, it's awesome that we have real actual humans playing a sport. And, uh, I, before we started the podcast, you were even saying this, this card they're putting together for UFC 249. It kind of is a dream scenario. Uh, what, what, what are you most excited about UFC 249? It's just a, it's a, if, if you, if you follow the sport for a long time, it's just a card of bangers. Like they're, in fact, one of the main, main card fights is probably the worst fight on there. And it's just because Dana White is trying to promote uh, a guy who should lose his job. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Uh, it's, but the rest of this is all just a series of bangers, like the star power on this. It's, you don't have the big like superstars for the general public, but this is a, like, if you're a fight fan, you're gonna get your meal ticket punched on this one for sure. <laughs> First off, I'm kind of disappointed that fight Island didn't happen. There was a lot of talk. We're going to do it. It's so hilarious that he, there was all this talk about, we're going to do it on an Island in international waters. And then they just said, ah, fuck it. We'll go to Florida. What happened to fight Island, rich? I don't know, man. It's like fight Island. This whole thing would have been worth it. And I mean, all the, all the lost money, all the death, all of it would have been worth it. 
for a thing called Fight Island to actually happen. That's that's the the line that I'm taking. If a thing that stupid <laughs> needed this to happen, then I'm 100% like, dude, pandemic every five years. But well, we didn't get it, and it's the, big, it's the single biggest strategy tragedy that our country is going to face in 2020. No exaggeration. Yeah, I'm just no picturing, I'm picturing somewhere between Survivor and like Escape from New York. That's, that's what Fight Island would be. <laughs> Just Fight this. Island means it means we're one step away from the ultimate fighting, like the ultimate sword fighting championship. Do you understand <laughs> how close we are to this being as real as it gets? Like fuck the as it gets part, just real. Yeah, oh. this, this is elements of surviving the game. Choose uh, your it, weapon. <laughs> I'm in. Make it happen. Oh uh, yeah, uh, and and I know you you also do the esports announcing. I mean, this has to be kind of crazy. I know our site. All of a sudden, we've we've been doing our like simulated Madden games, but we've been dabbling in the esports as well. What walk us through like the crazy amount of interest in the, that's changed in the past couple of months. Uh, well, here's an interesting part of it is that for anybody who's working in esports right now, views are up and money is down, which is a weird part about it, right? Like YouTube, everyone's views are through the roof, but the actual ad dollars coming in are way lower, which yeah. is like a weird balance and back and forth. But in terms of busy, like I just finished a 12 day run of commentating competitive clash Royale, which is the, the main game that pays my bills 12 days in a row of doing it between like professional leagues, uh, uh, outside organized competitions, my own stuff on my own channel. I did a university of Kentucky had a, had their hoops at home event, which is a 2k tournament that, uh, uh, who ended up winning it. Who's like the main guy for UK, the, uh, like the number one player for Kentucky. Sean, you're the college basketball guy. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm totally brain, uh, blanking for. He's Kentucky. gonna go. He's, he's gonna go in the first round. Gonna go in the, in the like top five probably. Uh, man, what's his name? Whatever. Like their number one star ended up winning the tournament. Oh, uh, really? That, he was. Yeah. He was playing 2K. Yeah, he was like he was in, and they put him in as like the he he he's, he's our biggest star at the school. We're excited to have him in. Hopefully, he wins, and he ended up doing the whole running the whole table <laughs> across everybody. But it was a four day event. Uh, I'm cast, I'm casting competitive online browser-based golf tournaments. Oh hell yeah. I'm casting clash Royale. I'm casting everything. It's, I have never worked this hard in my life. My kid barely knows me. My wife is like, we live in the same house. I don't recognize your face. It's it's, I'm lucky enough to be one of the busiest people alive right now, rich. I want to, I, I hate to break it to you, but Sean and I went as far to create a fake football tournament just to escape, <laughs> just to escape the, the isolation we were in. I saw you were getting press for it, dude. I was yeah. like, I actually saw, I, I think I saw it from a press source that you guys didn't link. Like it came to me <laughs> externally. That's how impressive it was. And I, <laughs> it's also impressive how, how committed you are to this lifestyle that you were like, we cannot have such a downtime period where no one can disappoint their family by losing too much money on a competition. So you we guys made it happen. We have to figure out a way for people to bet on stuff and uh, what better way than uh, just creating simulation. It really is funny that it's when I tell people, they're like, oh, so you play Kramer in the video game. I go, no, no, that <laughs> we watch the computer play itself in a video game. And they're like, but people bet on it. I'm like, oh yeah, people bet on it. <laughs> oh man. It's it's, it might be. I think that this is one of those things that pops out of this whole situation that actually survives. It's so, it's so stupid that it's great. And Kramer and I have been going back and forth. We're like, I think when sports come back, we may still be doing, I mean, probably not to the same degree, but I, I do think there's like uh there's definitely an Avenue and, and especially with like how realistic the graphics are, it's, I don't know. It's fun. Might as well. And you, you know, you never have to bench someone for CTE and, and Madden. So you're good. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Let's get to it. Let's talk a little UFC 249, of course, presented by mybookie.ag. This is where all the ads are coming from. And UFC 249, they're actually doing a $49 free bet. So uh, you put your bet, a $49 bet on Cerrone versus Pettis. And if you lose, you get it uh, refunded as a mybookie.ag credit. Cerrone right now, a plus 115 dog. Pettis, the minus 145 favorite. Uh, the over under two and a half rounds, rich, what are you feeling here? Well, first I want to talk about Cerrone for a moment because, um, and I, you, you retweeted this and that's very important. I could not have nailed that Cerrone pick from last time more to the point where he just released a video about how broken his brain was yeah. walking, walking into that title fight. He, he all due respect to Donald Cerrone who's entertained me for, for money many, many times for, for over a decade now who deserves to be, have a plaque in the UFC hall of fame. The guy is a professional choke artist at the top <laughs> level. He is better than 90% of the fighters and 10 steps behind the top 10%. And well, that's the fact. And usually when you say choke artist in UFC, and that could be a good thing, but for Cerrone, it's not. And yeah, the video, he's just admitting that he didn't want to fight. And then the interviewer is like, well, so when did you know you didn't want to do this fight? He's like, I, I don't know. Maybe like two days before I was thinking, what am I doing here? Why am I going to fight this guy? Like what? This is exactly the opposite. You want to hear, you want to hear a guy like Mike Tyson, who is just, I'm going to beat this man. I'm going to eat his children. Yeah. Okay. I want to bet on that guy. Can we, can we take a quick aside <laughs> real quick to talk about this Mike Tyson news? Have you heard of this, Sean? I, I I know he's like put out a bunch of videos where he looks super in shape, and and people are like, is he going to try and make a run? What what's the actual news? Uh, apparently, there's some sort of like promotional charity fight thing possibly happening, a series of fights maybe. Rich, do you know anything about this? I don't know other oh, okay. than the video of him with um, Rafael Cordero, who yeah. is one of the one of the great MMA striking coaches of all time. Un other than that video, I don't know anything about this. But take my money, dude, right now. Take well, uh, that, which is what I'm saying, right? Imagine a world where there's no sports. And then you're telling me Mike Tyson is going to come out of retirement to fight anything. I would pay $49.99 to watch him battle a bunch of hanging dead cows in a goddamn <laughs> freezer. Because, yep. oh my God. I, I, when I saw that, I was just like, oh yeah, we're getting this. Family, like the, the whole family's watching it. I don't care what's going on in the world. We're all watching Mike Tyson come back to fighting. Anyway, well, it's it, necessary. It's a great throwback for like '90s athletes because we've been enjoying this Jordan documentary, and uh, and you feel like I don't know. I felt like a kid again, kind of watching Jordan dominate in the '90s, and now Tyson coming out of nowhere. We're getting training montages of him. It's it's really a great time to I, I don't know it, to not have sports. We're we're at least getting a little uh, and and especially now with the UFC. So I kinda, we kind of got sidetracked there, but Hold on. I, let's stay on the sidetrack for a second. Sure. Why did they cancel the U S open of any sport that can be played with no audience? And that is like safe for this situation. Tennis is like the, the sport. You need two people on a court at once. You get the, you know, make them fetch their own balls, get the ball boys out of there, make the ball boys wear gloves or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It's in at the U S open. Like if they just said, Hey, you know what? We're going to do it now. It would, it would be the only thing I'm going to watch on television. 
You know what I, I read for that, actually, that the U.S. Open had pandemic insurance. And uh, they were like one of the few people who had pandemic insurance. Okay. And I think they saw they okay. saw the payout right away, and they're like, all right, we're out of here. Okay. But I, that's, I bet you that that must have had something Sean, to do with it because you're right. They, uh, the police, so in my neighborhood, to make sure people weren't using the parks, they put police tape all over the picnic <laughs> tables and the playground. And you know, I live in an area where the, the, the space that would normally be a basketball court is a tennis court. Well, they even put police tape over the tennis court. I'm thinking like, this is, this is the isolation game. You're nowhere near your opponent. I'm with you, rich. We we've taken it too far. Same with skateboarding, right? Meanwhile, I'm watching the Korean baseball league and they're not fist bumping, but they're rubbing elbows. They're like all sweaty. Like, come on. Well, and real quick, Kramer, doubles, you know, like flipping bats, by the way, stand up triples, quick shout out. To, there's so many awesome bat flip montages for Korean baseball. Apparently it's like a big part of their game. Shorter fences. Of course, Sean, we're breaking it down over at sports gambling podcast.com. Oh, yeah. We have a Korean baseball expert, uh, but yeah, they're, they're just do yourself a favor. Google the bat flips in Korean baseball. It's, it's really hilarious. Done. Well, real quick though, uh, before we get back to the fight stuff, you talk about them closing down parks. I shit you not. I went to a basketball court and they had the club installed on the basketball rim so that no one could take a shot. I tweeted, uh, I put a photo up on Instagram, but uh, you got, it's just like unbelievable. First off, who has two clubs laying around that they could just throw there? Honestly, getting on top of a ladder <laughs> and installing the club on a basketball rim probably more dangerous than than a couple guys playing pickup basketball. But. Oh, well, they they've the ones near me, they've taken the rims off. They just took them off. <laughs> the same with Santa Monica. They just took the rims off. It's bullshit. Fucking crazy. But at least guys can fight to the death. And yeah. we're looking forward to seeing that Saturday. UFC 249. And Sean. Again, Yes. I don't want to steal your handicap of this free roll fight that we're breaking down here though, but we, we're not going to, we're not going to back a cowboy now. Are we? Uh, well, you know what? I, I, I accidentally already put my $49 free bet in over at my bookie. And since Cerrone was the uh, underdog, I immediately took him. I like the idea that uh, he wants to fight in this fight. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm basing my complete handicap around the fact that he didn't want to fight last time he's due for a fight where he wants to fight. So give me Cerrone plus one fifteen. rich. I, I don't think it works like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, first of all, Cerrone. And again, this is someone might clip this and be like, look at how much this guy's hated on Cerrone. I'm a guy who's paid for every fight. Cerrone has ever been in that I could pay for cards were like, you shouldn't pay for the pay-per-view to watch him fight. But he's 37 years old. He's on a three-fight losing streak. I don't know if his mind recovers right now. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. And look, if there's a guy he can do it against, it's Pettis, who also doesn't look great right now either. But I just think between the two of them that uh, if I'm if I'm I'm betting more against one than I am for the other right now, and I'm betting against Cerrone in this one. And and just to be clear, Sean, this is this is this fight is Saturday night. Yes, yes. The same night that the New York Giants will be taking on the CPU Cowboys and Madden Mayhem, <laughs> I will be fading the Cowboys on both counts. Give me, give me Showtime Pettis, baby. Love it. Yeah, he's only. Uh, I mean, what is it? minus one forty five? So. 
it's pretty uh, even money. Like at that point, you know? Yeah, exactly. All Especially right, for to- a guy who doesn't want to fight anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is really troubling. <laughs> moving on to the, moving on to the next fight. I, I think this is the first fight of the, uh, the actual pay-per-view portion. Yep. Uh, Jorgen de Castro squares off against Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy minus two Oh seven favorite De Castro, the dog plus one sixty seven. Correct me if I'm wrong, rich, but this is a former Dallas Cowboy, Greg Hardy. Correct. Wasn't he yes. in the NFL? Yes, it is. It is right. former Dallas Cowboy, Greg Hardy. And that's um, all I need to hear that Greg Hardy was a huge <laughs> piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I'm going against him at plus one sixty. rich. Are you on board or, or, I mean, he's a minus 200 favorite. What? What are you, uh, what are you seeing here in this one <sighs> to all your listeners? There are few chances in this world. You get to bet and be a good person <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> and in this fight on Saturday, a former defensive end for the Cowboys can and convicted woman beater will be getting a paycheck for professionally competing in athletics for some reason. Again, any God that you worship will thank you for betting against this man and putting your faith in the idea that he should go back to humping a forklift like he should have been doing from the very beginning. Now, you might say, hey, Rich, the odds favor Greg Hardy. And they do. They're right. He's a better athlete. He's bigger. Sure. Absolutely. And if he play, if he fights smart, he should win. He's got an 80-inch reach. His opponent is six foot one. He can keep him on the outside. Absolutely. But I'll tell you this about DeCastro. If he gets inside on you, chops down that leg a bunch with that nasty right kick that he sits on and on the inside clips you with that right hand where he gets power inside of a phone booth, Hardy can go to sleep. And I am praying for all that is good in this world that that (laughs) happens. So you have a chance right now to take, I believe, a plus 190, a little bonus by putting that prop bet for by KO for DeCastro. And not just making a bit of money, but also pleasing all that is good in this world at the same time. <laughs> Kramer, I, I assume you're on the on the same page with us here. I, I mean, it's almost like I'm some sort of scheduling genius to have had <laughs> the NFC East night for Madden Mayhem fall on the same night as an actual <laughs> UFC sporting events with guys named Cowboys, with former Cowboys. Sean, look. This guy once threw a woman onto a pile of guns. It wasn't that he. This wasn't. A, this wasn't like a, your your standard run of the mill domestic abuse. He he threw someone on a pile of guns. Step one, you shouldn't be throwing someone. Step two, yes. you shouldn't have a pile of guns. Sorry, you don't pile them. Yeah, you that's just bad gun care. You don't pile guns. You have a nice safe, all right, like a gentleman. Anyway, Are we distributing of, them somewhere. I'm of course I'm gonna take. I'm going to fade Hardy here. And not only that, but rich, I'm feeling really smart. Cause I went deep, Sean, and I prepped for this. And I told, I was going to tell you to take Castro by TKO or KO. Uh, you should shop this though, Sean, because I, I know some places will offer inside the distance. Some places will offer KO TKO. The prices fluctuate, but I I've seen them as high as plus two forty. Um, so, and and if you want to do a uh, anti Cowboys parlay, you can take Anthony Pettis and Jorgen de Castro, uh, parlay those together. You're getting up plus three fifty. Maybe even throw the Giants in Madden Mayhem <laughs> at plus, plus eleven and a half, and you're over uh, plus five hundred there. 
here's here's the reality about this fight, right? It's that um, Hardy's a superior athlete, and he's six six, eighty inch reach. If he played, if he fights a smart, slow fight on the outside, that's why he should win this one. But uh, if you look at DeCastro's fight history, he's six foot one. He's fought taller guys before. His fight against Ross Hilton, who uh, in like a regional circuit fight, who by the way is a is an inferior fighter to Greg Hardy's inferior fight skills. Uh, but that guy's also big, lanky, tall with a long reach. And you can see the recipe there, the amount of power that, uh, that, um, that DeCastro can generate on the inside. I mean, literally from here to here, knockout blows. It's, it's insane. So if he can get inside, chop him with those leg kicks and get that right hand, I think there is, I think there is actually not just the ethical vote for DeCastro, <laughs> but there is an actual path to victory here too. Love it. Love it. The two for uh, right there. Next up, we got Jeremy Stevens squaring off against Calvin Qatar. Stevens, uh, like plus 200 dog, Calvin Qatar, minus 250 favorite. Uh, Rich, I'll let you uh, start this one off. What are you doing here? Uh, Little Heathen's a fun guy to watch. He always has been a fun guy to watch. Uh, he comes forward relentlessly, he wants to take your head off over and over again. And he's won some big fights. He even had a run where it looked like he might get a shot. Uh, I've taken a, I've taken a shot at gold at one point, but he's, he's bad specifically at what Calvin cutter does well, which is moving laterally. Calvin mm -hmm. cutter is exceptionally mobile. He gets side to side. Well, and Jeremy, Heathen gets caught when he comes in or Jeremy Stevens, little, he gets caught when he comes in and he's also not good at winning point fights, right? Uh, the majority of his losses, I think, what is it? Uh, 12 of 17 of his losses are by decision. And Cutter's a smarter fighter and a better fighter and better equipped to win that long point fight. The other half of it is that the majority of Stevens' wins are by knockout and KO, 19 of 28, I believe. And th that's not something he's going to do to Cutter, in my opinion. Cutter's too elusive, too smart, and has never has only been finished once in four losses, and that was a submission loss. I think that at this point, the over 30 Jeremy Stevens, who's got like 45 fights somehow at 33 years old, I don't think he's fast enough in the 145 pound division to be as dangerous as he was three, four, five years ago when he was really hitting his best stride, his best run of fights for a long time. So in my, in my opinion, I think cutter takes the, takes the opportunity here, moves one rung up at the ladder. And I think that what, what's the line again, Sean on cutter uh, cutter is about a minus two fifty favorite right now. Yeah, I think I think that's not bad, and uh, I, th I think that's actually pretty pretty much right on the line. I might have liked him better at two twenty, but I don't hate him at two fifty. Uh, and Kramer, and I'll throw this out because I'm I'm one hundred percent with you here. But uh, winning by decision, you can find anywhere from even money to plus one thirty. So maybe maybe an alternative way to to juice up that number and still and still uh, fade little heathen. <laughs> Stevens is hard to finish, dude. He really is hard to finish. So, I mean, I wouldn't be betting on cutter, putting him down. He can, he certainly can put him down, but anyway, I mean, this will kind of be maybe like a, a referendum on where Jeremy Stevens is career wise moving forward. So yeah, I think the decision fight, this isn't choice. Isn't bad. Uh, Stevens has a, a route to victory, which is low kicks cutter boxes in a very, in a, in a stance that kind of leaves his front leg open. And Jeremy Stevens, I mean, if somebody did Melendez, he can low kick you like crazy. But I just I just don't see it in this one. I think I think the cutter minus two fifty or even at the decision where it's almost even money is a good call. Yeah, I'll I'll go with you there. I, I gotta I gotta throw a couple favorites. I usually when in doubt just go dog, but uh you made a great case there for cutter, so I'm in there minus two fifty. But yeah, I like Kramer's idea. Maybe go uh decision there, get a little better price. Sean, you should listen to the people who know better, you know? <laughs> 
Uh, well, then you want to listen to my Madden Mayhem picks because I'm dominating you, Kramer. <laughs> six, and, we bet every game against each other, and I'm six and two uh, against Kramer right now. So I, I've the mybookie.ag account is flush with Kramer's cash right now. Next fight, we got. Uh, uh, this is going to be uh, brutal. High Air <laughs> Rosentruck against Francis Ngannou. Ngannou, a minus three hundred favorite against Rosenstruck, is, <laughs> nice. a, is a plus two forty dog. Where is he from? Somewhere in Norway. What's going on with that name, Rich? I actually know. This is the only fighter on the main card who I don't know much about. Um, so I, I don't know if, if Kramer has something better for me. Well, I, I can look <laughs> that up while you're talking. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, if you don't got a lot on him, I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Rosendruck at a uh, plus two forty. Fuck it, he's a, he's a what's, crazy dog. What's Francis right? What's the what's the what's uh, the favorite at? Uh, Ngannou, he's a, he's a minus three hundred favorite. I mean, look, you, the one thing that's that's kind of deceptive, and I'll say this about uh, about Rosenstruck's. I think that I actually don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, <laughs> uh, about about his about his record is you see wins over, you see KOs like over uh, Andre and Alistair in his last two fights. And that looks a lot better than it is, but keep that in mind that those are both late 2019 KOs over two guys who've had their chin shattered over the past. I th- I'm, I'm kind of surprised that no one bid on this and gave the odds a little bit better for this one. Um, he said it was minus 350 or minus 450 for Alistair or for uh, Ngannou. Ngannou's down to minus 300. Down uh, to minus three hundred. Yeah, I don't. I I don't see a, a good reason not to take that. Um, as uh, if you're going to do like a parlay of favorites, I don't see a reason not there. to take that. There's nothing you look at Rosenstruck's uh, resume that stands out as like, oh, this is why he beats the most frightening puncher in the UFC right now. Sean. Well, yes. I, I I'm going to teach our listening audience a little bit about the Republic of Suriname. <laughs> Where the hell is that? A Surinamian. What continent do you think this guy hails from? I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'm not even going to. Yeah. Just give me a continent. I'll give you one guess. Africa, Asia. It's South. It's a Republic. It's a Dutch, a former Dutch colony in South America. Jesus. Uh, the language. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still, so that's what that does. So that's where that Dutchish, because I was thinking Norway well, or somewhere up there, but yeah. And kickboxing, right? The Dutch and kickboxing are very intertwined. So interestingly enough, yeah, I had no idea this country existed in South America. I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it, it, you're right. There are times to to take a stab at a dog, and there are times to just remain chalky. I think this is a situation just to t- stay chalky. And you know, the the extra chalky way to play this is just uh Nganu in a in a knockout, which you can find for a you somewhere between minus one fifteen and one thirty-five. Next fight we got Dominic Cruz, a plus one ninety-five dog, squaring off against Henry Sehudo. Uh Sehudo is a minus two thirty-five favorite. Rich, which way are you lean in here? Is this fight at one twenty-five or at one thirty-five? Uh oh. Kr- Kramer, do you have that? I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I actually don't remember. And that, that actually does color my thought process on this one. It looks like this is at one twenty five. Yeah. Okay. 125 okay. yeah that, that, that's that firmly colors my thought on this one. Dominic Cruz is one of the greatest to ever do it. He's a magician. He's an artist. He's brilliant. Um, in terms of lightweight fighting that, you know, one thirty long time, one thirty five pound champion. He's phenomenal. And he's also still fairly young. He's 34 years old. Um, and people 
haven't seen him fight for a while after his loss to Cody Garbrandt, and he then went into the announcer's booth. This is where things start to get real, like questionable with Dom with Dominic, right? Is hey, let's look at all the factors. And again, he's been out for and, like three years, right? Yeah, hasn't fought since the end of 2016. 22 and two, one of the greatest to ever do it. He's been out with lots and lots of injuries, and at this weight, being mobile and having injuries to your knees are two two big problems. Um, Cody Garbrandt made him look kind of silly, but also the thing that actually is interesting to me is the dropping down to 125. 135 is the weight where Dominic Cruz lives. That's a great weight for him. I don't like fighters dropping weight late in life. I don't like it. I think it's a bad move most of the time. And Henry Cejudo is phenomenal at 125. And he hits like a truck at 125. And he's fast enough to go against Dom. He's smart enough to go against Dom. And let's not forget, he's the guy who finished a man who might be considered, if you look at the overall resume and lifetime, easily a top five pound for pound of all time in Mighty Mouse. So you look at Henry Cejudo, and I just think between the power, the speed, the being healthy, the being fit, Dom's layoff, Dom coming down 10 pounds, all those different pieces, I think that the line is a little bit too close here, and that Cejudo, in my opinion, is a fairly easy pick in this one. It's very disrespectful that this is only mine. What, Sean, what, what does my bookie have? Yeah, minus two thirty-five. That's, I'm over disrespectful. Here. That's very. This is the fight you. If you like another favorite, if you like uh, Nganu, for example, this is maybe what you parlay with it. Um, yeah, this is this is lock written all over it. Real uh, quick side story about uh, Cody Garbrandt. I actually, uh. <laughs> I wrote his. Uh, I wrote his episode of uh, Ridiculousness, and uh, it. You know, he was a good guest. You know, just typical like MMA guy just wants to talk about fighting and stuff. And uh, Rob Deerdick, the host is like talking to him and he's like, Hey, did you ever have to, uh, you know, get into a fight uh, with someone in the street? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's actually a real funny story. It was a uh, Christmas Eve. I was uh, with uh, my nephew and uh, we went to a gas station and this guy kept honking at me. And uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I just uh, freaked out and uh, beat the <laughs> shit out of him in front of uh, his family. It, it got real crazy. Anyway, and he's, he was like laughing, telling the story. And then the audience is just like, Oh my God. <laughs> but uh, he was a great guest. It, it had a great sense of humor. It was pretty wow, fun. Sean. Great story. Yeah. <laughs> he really, he might've really... killed a guy in a gas station somewhere. <laughs> no one's really sure about it, but now he talked about I, it. I've never, television. and the show has like crazy videos of like car crashes and guys breaking their legs skateboarding. But like, for some reason, this story just freaked the audience out. It was <laughs> what's harder to sit through those videos or that girl's laugh. Oh, Chanel. <laughs> Well, there, I, I gave you almost a little bit of a, a Chanel laugh it's there. Beautiful final fight. The, uh, or this is the uh, co-main event, Justin. Uh, no, this is the main event. Oh, sorry. I, I thought this was co-main. I, maybe I, I may have read that wrong. Main event of the evening. Tony I, I, Ferguson. No, no, Sean. I think you may, I think the cruise, the cruise fight may technically be a co-main event with this one. Okay. Yes. Either way, <laughs> Justin, uh, Gaethy. <laughs> plus 155 dog against Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson minus 190 favorite. Rich, what are you doing here besides correcting my pronunciation? Uh, this is interesting because this fight, in a lot of ways, in, in many ways, mirrors the earlier fight, Jeremy Stevens and Calvin Cutter. Um, in, in terms of its two fighters who I kind of view in somewhat similar ways. Uh, the only difference here is that that first fight between Jeremy Stevens and Calvin Cutter is like, uh, as, as a SoCal brawler against like a cerebral fighter. And this fight is two complete maniacs. 
But Justin Gagey is a forward-facing, go out on his shield, I'm going to swing for the fences, talented fighter, hard hitter, whose willingness to do whatever it takes to please the fans is part of, has derailed his career at this stage. On the other side of it is the most, is one of the most cursed fighters in the history of the sport, Tony Ferguson, who for I think the fifth time now has lost the fight against Khabib uh, from being made fourth or fifth time. Tony Ferguson might be the best guy who casual fans, truly casual fans haven't heard of. He's the be- he might be the best guy at 155 who's never held the belt specifically. And it's been injuries and missteps and times off and weird stuff for El Kukui. He's creative. He's dangerous. He's way smarter than he seems because he seems like a crazy person. And he kind of <laughs> is. But he's way, he's a smart, crazy person. And he's simply a better fighter, a longer fighter. And I believe in the end, um, a more well-built fighter for this division than Justin Gagey. My pick here is that Tony Ferguson lets Gagey do what he wants, which is go out on his shield somewhere in the second or third round. Kramer. Well, I was just going to say, and he, he's uh, he's from beautiful Oxnard, California, Tony Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You definitely don't want to judge this book by its cover. Cause you hear the name, Tony Ferguson. You think you're breaking down some golf tournament or something. No, <laughs> you're breaking down an absolute maniac. Another one uh, that again, per, you could view this line as being a bit disrespectful. There are those that will say that Tony, Tony Ferguson invites the invites a little bit of contact. So maybe that's concerning, but uh, not surprisingly, Sean, I'm remaining chalky. It feels like I've been chalky for a couple months here, but I'm, I'm staying on the chalky side of this one. I have a feeling I'm going to be doing some round robin parlays with some of these favorite, these like Ooh. minus uh, 150 to minus 250 favorites, and one one fight goes wrong and my whole night's ruined. So, explain <laughs> the the round robin parlay, Kramer, for the uninitiated. Uh, well, let's just say you liked three fighters. And instead of just being a normal degenerate and betting a three fight parlay, you wanted to get a little more juice. And you said, you know what? I want to do a three teamer, but I also want to do all the combinations of two teamers you can do with that. That's a round robin. So like a try box. Say, yeah, say you like four fighters, then it gets real fun because you got that four teamer, then you got four three teamers, and then you got a shitload of two te- Anyway. You get the point. It's extra degen action, especially if say, Hey, you've been Jones in a bet on something for the past couple months <laughs> that it's not, it's not video games on the screen. It's actual guys beating each other. I'm going to, I'm going to go against the grain here with you guys. Our writer, uh, Jeff Fox, he did a, a picks post. He made a case for a gagey. He thought uh, he's got some decent wrestling that he doesn't use enough. He may use it here and I'll, I'll take the plus plus one I'll go against the grain. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, Gagey has some good wrestling, but I think that really underestimates how good uh, Ferguson's defensive wrestling is, how nasty. And I mean, like, nasty, you might break something. His jujitsu is. He's super, super creative. He's, even though he's not that tall at six feet, he's long. He's like one of those weirdly shaped guys where his limbs are just like out there a whole bunch. Um, and and the one thing is, uh, I'll tell you this one, is that of all the fights on this card, which there should be a ton of fun ones, this is the one where you're like, none, neither of these guys are going to be willing to let this one be a boring fight. They're not going to be like, well, that's empty in here. I guess it's kind of quieter. Let me take it easy. <laughs> they're going to act like there are fans who might boo every single second of this fight. 
Now, uh, Rich, we, we've heard uh, some of these different, uh, you know, leagues and stuff. They've talked about possibly like piping in virtual fans or CGIing fans or pumping in crowd noise. It, does the UFC have any plans to do anything like that? Do you know? I have no idea. I mean, what do you do? Like, how do you, car- you carpet the room so there's no reverb? Like, it just sounds like. like- well, like in, in Korean baseball, they have like cutouts of fans. Like, I can imagine it is Florida. Maybe there's a guy with like a wife beater holding a monster energy drink with like a solid gold chain screaming out. It's Florida. They might just let them all in anyway at this yeah, point. You it. know, like, <laughs> they just say, screw it. Let's go. I don't know, man. That, 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 the fact this is happening is kind of crazy. I, I, because it's, there's only three people in the ring. I don't think it's, I mean, it's interesting. There's, there's a, there, as far as talking about all these sports and contact, this is a weird one. Cause it's a very high contact sport operated by a very small number of people. So it's kind of a weird 50, 50, 50 back and forth with it. Um, my only real concern is how they're handling the efficiency because you can limit contact to different, to like within different camps pretty easily. The question is like, how many efficients are they using to limit contact from like one from like fight three to fight five? Yeah. Um, that's the, that's the only really interesting question from the whole thing, but I don't know. I I'm excited to see it color me wrong. You know, hey, yeah. I want to see some people punch each other. I want to see someone throw a thing <laughs> through a heart, through a circle. I want to see a bunch of different crazy stuff happens. And this seems like it's going to work. I think just, I think Tony Ferguson is gonna, is going to beat the heck out of Justin Gagey. It's going to be really fun to watch. Uh, I hope that Greg Hardy like breaks his ankle on the way to the ring and then still like fights. Cause he thinks he should do it and then breaks it again and gets punched in the face. Um, and other and than somehow, that, man, we'll have to ends up on a uh, pile of guns. All right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's throw out a lock and a dog. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll kick things off here. My lock. I'm going to steal the obvious one and uh, say Hudo at minus two thirty five. And for my dog, I'll also go uh, against Greg Hardy, uh, Castro plus one sixty five. Kramer, what do you what do you lean in here? Lock and dog. I, I think for the lock, I'll, I'll throw out a parlay. So I'm not giving you a minus two thirty five favorite like <laughs> Sean stacking the money green over there. I think I think you you take you take that pick, you tie it to Tony Ferguson. That will be my lock. Uh, so I'm just I'm piggybacking on your lock, Sean. I'm just making a little bit better for my dog. Yeah. Fade Greg Hardy. Are you kidding me? That's the easiest dog I've had. I mean, that dog is going to run fast. It's going to eat. It's going to get me paid. And if you want to have some extra fun, parlay it with some, ga- some Saturday night NFC East Madden mayhem action. Yeah. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a wild experience. Cause we'll have, we'll be calling the uh, Madden mayhem Madden games. And then a side TV uh, up going uh, with the uh, UFC fights. And of course you can stream Madden mayhem on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. So it's pretty easy to have a little side screen going while you're watching the UFC action, rich, a lock and a dog. Uh, my lock is on the undercard. I think Vicente Luque is uh, a much better fighter than Nico price. I mm. think it's a bad, bad matchup for price and a lot of different reasons. And at minus two seventy five, I don't think he's. I don't think those are bad numbers for a guy. I think should be should win this fight eight times out of ten at least. Um, and for my dog, yeah, go to go to Castro. <laughs> let's get let's send Greg Hardy to to his career as a Walmart greeter early. <laughs> awesome. Well, appreciate you calling in as always, Rich. Make sure you give uh, Rich a follow on Twitter at Rich Slayton. And uh, where where can people uh, check you out there, Rich? 
Yeah, I mean, at Rich Slayton, guys, I've given you so many good picks over the years. I mean, I've I've made if you've listened to me, I've made you money. I've yep. certainly made you money. Yep. So, yeah, give me a little love. Follow me at Rich Slayton on all the social different things. And then uh, if you're into Clash Royale for some reason and you're here as well, I uh, can go to <laughs> YouTube.com slash Rich Slayton. And I got a bunch of Clash Royale content. Uh, I'm the the caster for the competitive professional Clash Royale League. So, yeah, go check that out. YouTube.com slash Rich Slayton. Awesome. Sh- Sean, my favorite part about Rich coming on when he agrees with me and disagrees with you. <laughs> Thanks again, as always for uh rich calling into the podcast rate review, subscribe. Come on guys. We need some reviews where are the reviews at best review between now and the kickoff of Madden mayhem gets a SGP t-shirt and an SGP face mask. Uh, we're, we got, we're getting in the uh, mask game Kramer. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch. But the best review between now and when DJ and Madness kicks off, we'll get a t-shirt and a mask free of charge. And uh, all the money we make off the mask, we're going to be donating to charity. So again, check that out. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Madden for all the uh, Madden mayhem info. And again, subscribe, rate, review for the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green and he is Ryan. Stay tuned and follow us at on Twitter at Gambling Podcast. I'm gonna talk Sean into giving away a couple bucks for some touchdowns, I think, this weekend. Kramer, let it ride. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.